Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. All right, guys, welcome back. Yes. Market Mondays. Live. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Juneteenth. Um, very important day. Absolutely. And uh the market's closed, but Market Mondays is open. Yes. Um, per usual. Yes. We got our liberty from investing entrepreneurship and breaking the system. So it's only right that we celebrate Juneteenth by providing Information that will help liberate the masses. Jesus, you're good. <laughs> thought about, I think you thought about that. Travis Smiley Award goes to Rashad Blau. Very important. That's a so, fact. London Town. We are here just toured down the stage last night. Peacock Theater on Friday. Shout out to everybody that came through for that, man. London's always a vibe. Shout out to the good folks at Tape London yes. uh, for allowing us to use their facility. Always show love to us. That's the fam. Daytime and nighttime. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> Jermaine, awesome. Daniel, Hef, the whole crew, man. That's, that's really family. Yeah, we might have to start uh, introducing banners into these these, these venues. We should, I, I think we probably need one at this point. Yes. A banner, a dress, something. Something in the rafters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall of Fame status. So, yeah. yes, we are on our European vibe right now for the summer. Um, we may stay out here all summer. There's no telling. There's a chance. What could happen. Anything <laughs> could happen, actually. But the show must go on. So we will give you information live from London. And um, this will be a world message on economic empowerment, stock market investing, entrepreneurship, the whole gambit. Um, so, very important episode for Earn Your Leisure this week. We have my boy Jason White. Yes. Yes, government contracting. 
Um, good dude. He actually was the one that hooked us up for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with Ray Lewis. Rest in peace to Ray Lewis's son. Yeah, mm-hmm. rest in peace. Um, extremely, extremely unfortunate situation. Saw Absolutely. that. So prayers, prayers out. Good, good dude, Ray Lewis. We 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 spent the Super Bowl um the day before with him and interviewed him and spent some time with him. Got to talk to him and very you know positive energy, very good, just you know good spirit. Um, very powerful speaker. Yeah. So definitely want to you know send our thoughts and prayers to to the Lewis family. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, that's just an extremely unfortunate situation for sure. Absolutely. Prayers go out. For sure, for sure. Um, and so, yeah, having said that, he was the one that hooked us up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a very smart, intelligent guy when it comes to government contracting. How to actually, he has an interesting way how he does the government contracting where he actually is more of a middleman. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't necessarily do the contracts himself, but he subcontracts the work okay. oh, to smart. other to other companies. Um, so it really can do just almost anything. It's interesting play on it. Um, he's like one of the few people that I've actually heard take that approach. There's different yeah. ways to do things, but yeah. it's like wholesaling almost. I was going to say, when, when we did the episode, it reminded me of when we talked to Max. Yeah. He was wholesaling homes. Very, very similar. Yeah, it's like wholesaling real estate. So check that out oh. tomorrow if you're interested in government contracting and learning how to make money with the government. Government provides the most funding out of any Anybody. Absolutely. B2G is not talked about enough. I know yeah. everyone focuses on B2B or B2C, but that government funding, I'm excited to check this episode. Billions, out. billions of dollars yeah. for the government funding. Um, and then, of course, InvestFest rolls along. Uh, we've been making announcements every single week about who's joining. The latest person that we announced was Junior Bridgman. Yes. From my hometown. Yes, he's from your hometown, yes. right? Yes. So Junior Bridgman, one of the most legendary people ever. Um, played in the NBA in like the 70s, I think, yeah. and didn't really make a lot of money, you know, which is like a mid-level type of player. And back then, they didn't even make a lot of money, even if he was a star. So I think his career earnings was 350000 for his career. Um, took, you know, the money that he made from the, the league and opened a Wendy's franchise, mm-hmm. turned that into over 200 Wendy's franchise and 120 Chili's franchises mm-hmm. and became the largest Wendy's franchisor in the world. Um, and then sold his whole portfolio <laughs> and um, became a distributor for Coca-Cola. Yes. Um, so he's worth, last time I checked, $650 million. He's on his way to become a billionaire. Easily. Um, unbelievable guy. Yeah. So he will be at InvestFest, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to, shout out to the Bridgman family. We ran into him at the Derby, uh, met both his sons and his daughter, just an amazing story. And what he's done, we talk about generational wealth. Like, he's created it, but he's put his his children in positions. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about Ebony Magazine, right, everybody has a role inside the company. So this is like, when we talk about succession, like, it looks good on TV, but yeah, there's actually really a succession plan it. that's happening in real life. kids and family like each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, they, they dope, man. It's a dope yeah. family. Oh, and you can get a hotel block, your, your hotel room on the website. Go to the website, and if you look, a lot of people had asked about hotels. So we actually do have a hotel block with a few different hotels. So it's on the website, um, and you can get a hotel if you're coming from out of town at a discounted rate. So I know that that was a question that a lot of people have been asking. That's a fact. Um, And we got an email that just came in. Did we? We'll talk about that later. Okay. Another name. Cliffhanger. Okay. Big bomb. Are we going to announce it, though? No, today? not yet. But just, I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Oh I, I, my an email God. came in. I'll be trying, y'all. It's been Tony clear. Tony will be there. 
Another bum <laughs> is on the way. And we got a double header. We didn't talk about this, but we got a double header. Shout out to our good friend Angie Martinez, the legend. Tonight at I think at ten, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock time. fifty years of hip hop. Yes. Angie's uh put together her company in real life productions has put together a hit a historical documentary about hip hop um uh, from the financial literacy standpoint, from an impact standpoint, from a social justice standpoint. And uh, she called on a, a few guys that you may know heard. Yeah. <laughs> to be a part of it, man. So shout out to Angie, shout out to the whole team, and check that out. It'll 10 o'clock tonight. ABC. On, ABC, uh, and it'll be on Hulu at midnight. So check us out now. Yeah, t- 10 o'clock tonight, ABC. Check us out. And Market Mondays, the world tour continues. Yes. Two more stops left. Chicago Midwest, we coming. is next, and then Ghana is coming. So yeah. get on the waiting list. We're going to be announcing information extremely soon. Especially for Ghana, I know people have been asking about that for a long time because they got to get their travel plans together. So, when can they expect an update on Ghana? We're gonna have an update. Well, I know the date for Chicago. Can I give them the date? Can I at least give them the date? Yes, October twenty second. We will be coming to Chicago. October twenty second. Circling on your calendar, we will be in Chicago. The Ghana date I will have. I can announce it probably the first week of July. Perfect. That's what we had it for. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ian, any announcements on your side? Yeah, Stock Club Call will be Saturday at 3 p.m. Central. Love you guys. If I made you money, please put yes in chat. Yes, 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 yes. Comments go crazy. And shout out to Dio, man, holding us down. We went to Hackney. Yes, that was us. Yeah. In the ends with the mandem. Can we can we put fire in the chat for his patois slash broken London slang? You're getting better. It's getting better. Now it's getting better. And yeah. shout out to Queen Raffaella too. Had us on the, the radio Queen, show. Yes, BBC. BBC what up? BBC Radio. That was amazing. That was love. That was sure, fun. for sure. All right. So let's talk about some stock market news. Before we do that, we got to give them the disclaimer. It's very important that we do this. All right. So do your research. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making any investment decision based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you hear on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Please do your own research. When it's great research, share it. And when it's even better than great, it's excellent research and you found it for somebody, give them the credit. It's all love. That's how we build community. Love Shout out to Mike, A.B., P., Ty, who got a full house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. That's sure. the, only, the only way to do live, it. Live audience. <laughs> Strictly for live, man. Um, all right, so the S&P 500, um, it uh, breaks six-day win streak on Friday. So it was going up for six straight days. Friday, we, we did have a pullback in the markets yes. across the board, um, but still managed to be the best week since March. Um, so we've been talking about this for a lot. You know, the stock market has been running up. So um, is the market starting to correct itself or should we not be worried at all? Um, I would say we shouldn't be worried. Um, the market has been doing a great job. Now, of course, the stock market and economy are two different things. Stock market is doing incredibly well. We talk about it later. Microsoft hit an all-time high. Then mm-hmm. also expiration, I believe, was this Friday as well. So when we continue to hit these highs and Microsoft hit all-time highs, it dipped as well. That's part of the reason for the S&P 500 coming down. But people are really just taking profit. And also, <laughs> when you're looking at asymmetric metric risk, like if we hit an all-time high, that's literally the time not to buy. So everyone's just waiting for the market to pull back to look for times to get in. People are just being smart and putting their money on the sideline so we get a better opportunity. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're headed for a correction. Um, 
right? We just came 20% yeah. from, from the, the lows uh, for the S&P. But I think the interesting thing to watch is that for most of this rally, this I guess we can call it this bullish rally. Mm -hmm. Some people will, will still argue if it's a bullish rally or not, but the top nine led it. Yep. The top nine led it, and we could see, we saw what happened with NVIDIA. We saw Microsoft. We saw, like you said, Apple hit us all the time high. But I think the interesting part about the past week is that we started to see the others yeah. right, start to rise. And, and, and it wasn't Apple, right? It, it was other, the, the others that make up the S&P. It was some of the others that are inside the Dow that were like, wait, this is more of a microcosm of what the economy is doing. Absolutely. And so we saw, you know, we start to saw in, increases in, in other companies. It was like, all right, well, now the sectors, I remember on Thursday, every sector was in the green. I was yeah. like, okay, so this is not just technology related. There's something else that's happening here. So I think that's encouraging. I don't, I don't think there's uh, worry that should be in the, in, in the sentiment of people's thoughts right now, right? I feel like- They're not sure, yeah. Yeah, we, we've, we've seen this before. We, and this is the, the, the analogy, right? Like when we see something go, to his all-time highs, of course, there's going to be a slight pullback. Will it yeah. drop twenty percent? I no. highly doubt that. I don't. There's just no economic factors that are showing us that that's going to happen. Yeah. Even when we looked at the technical charts, it was just like we don't. It's, it's not there. Yeah, we have a, a melt up really, and then also like all the money and tech was gone, so they had to find money to play somewhere. So they found other sectors to rotate in really quickly on the hedge fund side to continue to get those gains. Right. Um, this is why I always say, please like hold for the long term because if you do. The market is literally rigged to go up consistently over time. That's why even in like announcing the two quarters, I think they've been hesitant to do that to mm -hmm. the recession because I think they know a lot of people will pull money out of the market if they did. Um, but but this melt up has been tremendous. Of course, led by the conversation on AI, but of course, all the other sectors have like benefited as as a yeah. result. I mean, industrials. Like when I was looking at the charts, yep. I'm just like, this is crazy. On fire. We spoke about it last week, XLI, but even. Even after we talked about it on Monday's episode, it was like, it still had an amazing yeah. week. It still hit, XLI hit another all-time high. So it was like, all right, healthcare we saw, we saw consumer discretionary, right? We're starting to see all these sectors starting to, starting to not rebound, but they're actually, there's some gains inside of it. So that, that that's healthy for the economy. Yeah. And, and if, if you don't, if there's another sector outside of tech or healthcare, you have to look at industrials. You need a place to live. Mm -hmm. Homes are always going to get built. And, and the disparity in like rental prices and home prices are so wide now. It's created more margins for companies inside that sector. Yeah, so I know. That's like a third benefit. benefit. There, there was a few. There was a few text messages that came across like, "Troy, are you watching XLY?" I'm like, <laughs> "Well, we know Tesla's in there. We, yeah. we, we can see what's We're happening looking. with Tesla, yeah. right? And we see what's happening with Amazon, which is the, the top two inside of that that ETF. But yeah, man, it's encouraging. It's yeah. encouraging. So, all right, let's go into this. Um, Microsoft chat gbt was put into mercedes benz a few select models and, and that up that helped uh, microsoft stock well so this is interesting i, I when i saw the news and, and shout out to you um i'm a mercedes owner <laughs> but they're, they're beta testing it and so i know chat gbt is something that you use every day and i'm like wait this is crazy. Now Shai's not even gonna have to use his phone. He could just talk to his car. Yep. Hey, how far uh, are we to the distance? Hey, what's the update on? Like, think about AI in a different way. Because I know as a Mercedes, like I've had Mercedes before. I have one now, but it was like it would just tell you, "Hey, Mercedes," uh, and it'll answer the question of like, "What's the direction home?" Mm -hmm. But now it has the prompts because it has the memory inside of the chips to say, "All right, yeah. well, he asked me this question before. How do I now respond to this?" Now you're talking to your car on a daily yeah. basis, and for a lot of people who travel, I mean, drive to work, you're in that car every day. And yep. so now it's almost like, this is your partner on the ride to work. Now yeah. it, it, it's a game changer. And so it's smart, right? When we talk about the the top three or the, the you know, 
we used to, we used to uh, uh, call it uh, uh, not meta. What we, uh, I just drew a blank. But when you think about Apple, when we're trying to figure out, are they going to get into the car space? How do they do it? Right? Tesla's already leading this. Microsoft, they're not going to create a car, but yep. they have the technology that can go inside of a car. Yeah. Right. So now, if you think, obviously, they they have the investment inside of ChatGPT, OpenAI. Mercedes is is a obviously a, a prestigious brand. It comes with the luxury. Now we're in the car market. Yeah. Right. Now you figure the next EV model that comes out from Mercedes, this is going to be equipped with it. So, I think it's a brilliant idea for them. Without having all those liabilities on your balance sheet too. Right. So opposed to Microsoft trying to make a car and everyone hating it, it's like, hey, let's partner with this brand. And while they still have like a little micro war with Tesla, like it's a great play. Even I'm interested to see what models they're launching with first, but the EQS look like it could be. Right. That That's a prime one. Prime player that could benefit from it. So I think it was a brilliant move. Microsoft has been like very quiet um, strategically in some of the chess moves over the last couple of years. But I do like this move. Um Two tech, two index, no yeah. stress. Fang, that's what I was thinking about. I'm yeah, trying fang, to, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Fang, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a brilliant move, uh, in my opinion. But they, it's a beta test right now, so they're putting it in nine hundred thousand vehicles. So it might be spread across. It might be part of their C class. It might be part of the S class, the E class. I'm sure it'll be part of the SUVs as well as the G class vehicles, but definitely inside of the electronic vehicles. Yeah. So the ESQ is one, and uh, I know they're putting out the 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 electric uh, Hummer, or not the electric. Uh, G wagon, yeah. So that's something that's going to be coming out in 2024. So imagine what this looks like inside all those luxury vehicles, and who will be the next company to say, "All right, we have to incorporate this too." Because once this works in Mercedes, yeah. does Toyota and their Lexus brand not say that this is something that we need? That's right. So it's not it's not exclusive to it, right? Yeah. It becomes the technology that becomes preparatory, and it's like, "All right, we need to have this in all our vehicles." So it opens up more lanes for them inside of the the uh, automotive uh, industry thing that's really dangerous about Microsoft, too, in, like, a good way, and I love holding it, they are so quiet in their moves. Like, for this, for most companies, this partnership would be, like, headline news. Mm -hmm. It's like a blip on the radar for Microsoft. So go your homework assignment. Go research how many partnerships the companies that you hold in your portfolio, how many partnerships do they have. When you look at the ones that Microsoft have, they are pretty powerful, and they're using this uh, acquisition or partnership with OpenAI very well. You think BMW responds? They have to. <laughs> they have to. I don't know who with who. Maybe to be with Bard. Maybe Google and 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 BMW will do something. But I think it was well played by Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, I said it last week about um, Chat GPT. I said this thing is big, and it's going to change the world. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be implemented in a variety of different things. It's not a fad. It's not going away. I know it's not a fad because I use it. Yeah, and I'm. I see how it. it it makes my life easier. Way more efficient. So right? it's like I'm I know like this this thing is going to to only get bigger. Yeah. And then they announced the partnership with Mercedes Benz a few days later. So yeah. I would still encourage everybody, like, this is something that is we don't even know the full effects of how it's gonna change the world. Is it as important as the internet, you think? Yeah. 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 Because it because because it, yeah. the difference is that it 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 does thinking for you. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you can just throw it like let's say you wanted to make a description for uh a YouTube video, right? And you just throw it random different things that's in the YouTube video. Mm -hmm. We're talking about NVIDIA, we're talking about Microsoft, da 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 da. Like you just da -da -da. throw it in there and then just say make a YouTube description. It organizes it in a thought process mm -hmm. and puts it together and that's extremely powerful. Yeah. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's extremely powerful to actually now. It's like um, riding a bike with an engine. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you still have to yeah. pedal. Yeah. Like, you're only, it's, it's, you still have to be intelligent enough to implement, and the input props. the information, yeah. and actually read. Because sometimes when you read it, it, it still is not in your words, or you yeah. might have to change it. So, it's not like you don't have to do any work at all. Yeah. But it's a performance enhancement. Absolutely. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, this is something, and that's just in that case. So obviously everything else that artificial intelligence is going to do. So once again, the companies that are leading the way in artificial intelligence, you should probably want to invest in. Yeah. And the technology is not going anywhere. It's only going to get more bigger and bigger. We saw the two richest people in the world have lunch. Yeah, you were just telling me about in that. In Paris yeah. a few days ago. That's, um, That's the first. We've never seen half a trillion in a picture. In a picture what do you think yeah. they were speaking about? Troy, you go first. <sighs> I mean, it's tough. I mean, you got the leader in the EV space, and you have the leader clearly in the luxury space. Yeah. I mean, there's so many brands under that umbrella. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do we incorporate them into one? Or is there something... I don't know, man. Uh, there's so many different conversations, I yeah. feel like, right? Like, if we're talking about luxury um, from a fashion standpoint, right, does that mean, like, do we see Louis Vuitton leather inside of... I don't know. It's, it's yeah. this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. these guys have an opportunity just for themselves, right? We're talking about a half a trillion dollars. If they combine to create a new company or they decide, it's like, hey, let's 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 combine to have a mergers and acquisition of, of this company. I mean, yeah. what... This is like world takeover type stuff, right? Yeah. They they them alone are higher than I would probably say eighty percent of the GDP of most countries most in the countries, world. Yeah, just those two guys alone yeah. standing together. I mean, what 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 are your I, thoughts? I, I said <laughs> last week a focus Elon is a dangerous Elon, and it kind of reminded me of like some of the rifts that Tim Cook and Elon have had. It looked like I'm going to relationship build just in case if we do go to war, I have a tremendous ally that can help back me. I don't know if they're talking about building a company together yet, mm -hmm. but it looked like it was one of those conversations when like Jay-Z was hanging with Jack back in the day. You're like, wait, what's so, coming, to this? coming to this? And then three months later, you hear something comes of yeah. it. I think it was like the first step in them, like building that relationship um, to ultimately do something together inside of a year. But yeah. it's going to work well for Tesla. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that. Like one of the conversations that we've had before was like, especially inside of hip-hop when we were having that conversation is like the guys who make it to the top mm -hmm. we seldom see them create something together yeah and so just seeing that conversation and we could just imagine what it's about but we've seen him with 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 uh tim cook before yeah he went to apple right we've yeah. seen elon go to apple now we see him with, with um arno so it's like he's making a conscious effort to make sure that he's in contact with Absolutely. everybody who's at that level it wouldn't be surprising they were in uh f1 together yeah. him and jeff bezos so it's like Okay, he strategically has now met with the wealthiest people in the world. Yeah. What's next? Money. It comes with a lot of questions. How do I save? Where should I invest? Can I build wealth to pass on? It's hard to know where to get the answers. That's why the people at Fidelity do what they do. They make it easier for you to get information to make better money decisions. They've got articles and videos, tips and apps, and insights and perspectives that can make planning, saving, and investing less stressful. And when you want to talk it through, there's a real person on the other end with real answers. Helping people is what they do. And as a part of their $250 million Invest in My Education initiative, Fidelity is supporting eligible students from underserved communities in the Boston, Dallas, Fort Worth, 
and Raleigh-Durham areas by combining scholarships with ongoing assistance, mentorship, and better paths to post-graduation employment. Want to learn more? Visit fidelity.com slash blackwealth. And you also got to look at it like, I, it's not even so much I think of like doing business or like personal agendas, it's more world planning. Like what, uh, even when we went to Davos, Switzerland, like this is situations where they actually are, a select group of people are planning um, the future for the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, okay, like how, what can we do about world hunger? Well, how are we going to address artificial intelligence? How far yeah. do we want it to go? How much are we gonna release to the to the public? To the public like, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, what are they ready for? What are they not ready yeah. for? Like, what government? Like, this is the con- it, it may sound like I'm a conspiracy theorist, but this really happened. But it's true. This is this is what's yeah. really happening. Like, yeah. the stuff that we was hearing about when we went to Davos, I still haven't heard about some of the stuff. It's light years ahead, too. <laughs> and it's and, and it's working. It's yeah. happening now. Yeah, right. People are working on that right now. Yeah, even some of the AI stuff that's been in Goldman for a decade. Apple has had some of the AI. Like I was saying last week, they acquired 100 AI companies and no one said anything about them. They had AI, like serious part AI. It was like an early iteration of it. So like you said, some of this isn't just being talked about enough. Um, but it's interesting because Ty and I talk about this all the time. Like as soon as he got a CEO for Twitter and got the headache business from underneath him, look how focused he's been ever since then. Hasn't been ranting on Twitter as much. Hasn't talked that much about Dogecoin anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's really focused on global domination. I'm interested to see what's to come yeah. of this. It, and the first picture was interesting. It was them two standing and the Eiffel Tower was in the background. But the next picture was the family. Mm-hmm. And so there's been plenty of talks of his sons taking over, you know, the brand um, of LVMH. So what is that like, right? Like, I know that you're the leader now, but yeah. I know there's a succession plan that I need to get familiar with the family as well because we, when I want to have these conversations in five to 10 years, yeah, it'll be with them. Yeah. Five, 20 years, down, it'll be with them. Um, so well played. We well a lot played. of, and I think Soros' son, the company got yep. passed down to yep. him. Passed down to him. Now, if we want to talk about other uh, people who've taken photos together, Gigi Pink and Bill Gates. So what that? That's scary. Like, I keep telling you, China is slowly finding a way at all costs to get to the most important people to go to war against us. And even though Bill Gates founded Microsoft, I think the greatest entrepreneur in the last hundred years, some of his ideas are nefarious at best. That was scary to see. Like that bothered me more than a Putin and Xi Jinping video when they was making pancakes together. That's the real bricks you have to be worried about. I'm like, oh my God, what what mastermind are they having together? I don't want to touch it. I don't want to go in conspiracy land. But when I saw that photo, I was like, this cannot be good for yeah. us. It's the it's the enterprise play. We had that conversation prior. Like we talk about political leaders, but we talk about the people who lead enterprise. Yeah. And how more important evenly as important, if not more important, than mm-hmm. some of the political leaders, because if we take enterprise out of countries, yeah. That affects the bottom line. And with all the farmland that Gates has and all the farmland that China has here. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> I won't go no further. It was important. I, even last week's conversation I thought was important. I started to see more clips about, you know, that the position that China is playing in Africa. And, and from a standpoint where if people weren't aware, now they are. I just yeah. think, like, these conversations are important. I so need it. Outside of, like, yo, is it a conspiracy? Let's just open up for dialogue. Yeah. Right? So I... I we watched it. Then I saw a clip from Boris uh, Kojo talking about yeah. Africa and the the role that France played. And yeah. it was like, 
these type of conversations are needed are needed so that number one we're aware and if we're aware then now we can say all right well here's what we can influence change yeah um so yeah we, uh, we, some people were disheartened by that conversation yeah what do you think the solutions are because racism the, the playbook name stays the same usually that's why like that book confessions of economic hitman was so so key um for countries that are in debt and cannot get from underneath the debt of another country are there any solutions that we can pose publicly or what should we do to get our audience to aggregate towards a certain politician or a certain initiative to bring change about? I know it's a loaded question, but I have to ask. Yeah, I think super loaded. You want say, say that, can you rephrase the question? Like, what, what should we do? Because a lot of people were like, okay, great. We're hearing this now about oh. Africa and how China's taking it over and how um, France has uh, overtaken and put all these sanctions on other countries for their benefit. Like, what can an audience do to bring change about? Nothing. Um, you want me to be honest, or you want me to? I want you. <laughs> Yo, shit, Mike, this is like, you, want, yeah. you want me to lie to you, segment? <laughs> nah. Be honest. You want me to lie to you? Yeah. I mean, here's the harsh reality of the world that we live in. Um, we live in a world where a select group of people have power over the masses. Now the masses ha do have power and they can, they can influence the select group of people. Yeah. But as far as like radical change, yeah, we do need um, our own super PAC. Yeah. We do need our own, a lot of um, VC companies and private equity companies yeah. um, and more political power. It's extremely difficult for somebody that's like just working a nine to five job to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So that's more on a higher level. Yeah. For people that you know, the billionaires in the culture, and these are these are things that they could potentially do. Yeah. Now the people on the ground, they can help mobilize. Yeah. Everybody has a part to play, right? Yeah. Even in the army, like the general doesn't fight the war. That's the, a good the point. Gen the general is not on the battlefield. Yeah. But the soldiers are needed. Yeah. So, but. Very rarely do, you know, wars get won with no general. Mm. There has to be a general. Yeah. So, you know, leadership is extremely important. I think the leadership and then it, and then it trickles down. So um, I think that people, the regular everyday people can help, you know, spread awareness. Yeah. And um, help mobilize when the time comes. But we really got to start at the top. That's, that'll be probably, it's easier to get 10 people together than, a million people anyway. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, you get 10 people together, now you can trickle down information to a million yeah. people. Um, and I had this conversation with Diddy. So... Who would know, be an investor that's talking about this more? That's a fact. By the way. That's a fact. Yeah. So it's By like, you know, we're in a situation where we actually do have some access to a few billionaires, especially from our culture. So, um, you know, help provide some information. You know, it's an ongoing process. It's not like you yeah. tell somebody one thing and then, you know, the whole world changes the next day. But you know, being able to provide some level of insight, mm -hmm. yeah. Hopefully, we can start to see some 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 things being implemented. But it's going to be a long a long game. Yeah, not something that is just going to change overnight for sure. Yeah, I think that everything that you said is one hundred percent true. Um, and I think the education part is important. That's why I said the conversations are important because when you live in oppression, it's tough to see anything else but surviving. Yeah. Right. So if I'm if you have a people that is oppressed, it's tough for me to care about what's happening in another country. Yeah. I'm just trying to feed my kids here. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And so most people are looking at like, oh yeah, that's good, but we face problems here. Yeah. And so how do we combat oppression? Well, number one, 
unification, but education and information, having the conversations so that we can galvanize around the issue, so that we can be in, informed about what we want and what we want to see change. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's strategic. It's layered. It's yeah. layered, right? Very like layered. if I keep you oppressing, you won't care. Yeah. It's tough for you to care about what's happening in Nigeria yeah. when you can't, you know, get adequate resources for your kid to go to school. Or if the media's funneling all the yeah, drama yeah. or negativity. You'd rather watch this. You, yeah. you, you know, you'd rather be entertained by some things than actually dealing with what's happening in your own realities before you can see, you know, how this systemically affects the world and looking at somebody else's realities. Who jostling beat up in Vegas doesn't matter, y'all. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> prayers up. Uh, yes, prayers. That was a that was that was crazy. <laughs> charge it to the game. Um, charge it to the game. Let's talk about AMD yes. launching a competitive chip to NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. Will they be able to overtake NVIDIA this year or next? So obviously NVIDIA has led the race, yes. especially this year um, when it comes to chips. So AMD is, you know, probably their second number runner up yep, in, number the, in the thing. So yeah, let's talk about the new product and will they be able to take the crown from NVIDIA? I don't know if they'll be able to take the crown per se, but it was necessary for them to have a competitive offering. We've seen this in with, uh, excuse me, with ChatGPT. Then Google Bard came out. Google Bard probably won't surpass ChatGPT, but you have to at least have an offering. Um, AMD chips are amazing, especially on the gaming side. I love NVIDIA. I've been using their chips for like maybe three or four years. Um, but I, their CEO I love, though. That's why I said, like, when she was, like, starting to sell off some of her shares, I wasn't concerned. But if she steps down, I'll get concerned then about AMD. But they had to put out a competitive product to at least <laughs> keep the valuation high enough and also for this hyper growth to happen mm -hmm. in the stock as well. So I think it was well-timed, well-played. And they've been battling for a while, for a few years. Like, AMD was in the lead in terms of perception. And then NVIDIA just ramped everything up. So... There's been a great jousting match between NVIDIA's CEO and AMD's. I think it was well played. They'll be the number two player um, in the space for a while, but it was definitely needed. So like an Intel or TSM didn't put out a product and right. it would be in a second place. So it was well played. Yeah, I think they're number two and that's okay. Yeah, It's okay to be number two, especially when we talk about being one or two in your in your, in your your sector. And this is like a subsector yeah. when we talk about semiconductors. But like, like you said, I the thing, the most important thing is that they didn't rush. Yep. So when we talk about timing, chat GPT becomes a real conversation. February, March, we start to see NVIDIA start to pick up. Obviously, it's had a crazy year. They didn't rush, right? This wasn't... They took their time. They took yeah. their time. It wasn't like what Microsoft says, hey, we're, we're investing in OpenAI, and Google says, all right, well, here comes our version. Yeah. And it was rushed, and it was mistakes, and now you got to go back to the drawing board and see how we yeah. can correct Bart. It's okay to be number two. Uh, will they pass them this year? No. Uh, what it does do is now it's like, okay, if these are the clear-cut favorites, who else can be a part of this conversation now? Yeah. And so you start looking at, and we talked about this AI as a company. If you even look at Oracle. Oracle's had a hell of a place. Like, I was surprised at their earnings. <laughs> yeah, they... If you, if you look at Oracle, this is like, and we talk about these just stalwart companies that have been here for a while. Larry Ellison, one of the wealthiest people in the world. One of the best CEOs. One of the best CEOs. Yeah. It, the company just has quietly, when we're talking about software enterprise, mm -hmm. has quietly gone on a run. 50% up this year. 
And it's because they're figuring out how to incorporate AI inside of that what is, they're doing already. Yeah. And so AMD, NVIDIA, clear cut favorites, but especially for people who are listening and watching, look at the companies who have been around for a while. Not are, Intel. <laughs> we're trying to figure out yeah. <laughs> how we incorporate this because we already know they have the capital yeah. and they have the longevity. They have the infrastructure already. And the infrastructure is yeah. there. We talked about IBM. We were in Toronto. Like, yeah. be, be on the look. These companies are going to figure out a way because they have the enterprise from a, a software standpoint. The clientele is there. Yeah. Infrastructure is there. Infrastructure is there. Capital is there. Fits cloud computing well. Exactly. It was well played. And I think we should hit like a little index of like companies that are quietly executing. Because mm -hmm. even AMD, AMD went from what, 60 to I think now it's at 120. It, it got down, yeah, it was at $67. 60, that's like, that was a steal at the time. Mm -hmm. Now it to be at 120, probably in the year around 135 or so. Um, but the companies that are being really quiet, those are the ones you need to keep your eyes on. Mm -hmm. The ones that are making announcements all the time or ended up in like the Reddit forums as the next hot thing, they usually don't make it. But Oracle surprised me. Like yeah. They saw to compete with, with Microsoft on the Azure side a little bit more. Um, so that is a, a dark horse in that AS space, for sure. I mean, it's never okay to be number two. Talk that talk. Tell us why. No, no, no. For the, for them. For them. Well, of course you want to be number one, but I'm talking about, right, if we're talking about the top two companies in the world. and we're talking two about, and not two. And not two. Is it yeah. okay that you're Microsoft and Apple's number one? No, it's not okay. Like I said, it's, it's are you, are you going to kill yourself? No. Are you going to, like, you know, dismantle your company? No. But don't think for a minute, like, business is more competitive than anything in the mm -hmm, world. Mm -hmm. So don't think for a minute that any company is satisfied with being number two. And if they are, then their CEO is, should be fired. Um, Intel? Now, <laughs> there, has to be a num there has to be a number two, okay, right? Yeah. Um, it's just everybody can't be number one. But I just want the entrepreneurs that's listening to understand that there's that's, never, yeah. you, so, should never, yeah. you should never be okay with being number two. Now, you might be number two. Right. And you tried your hardest. And that's all you can be is number two. Um, but you shouldn't be satisfied with just being number two. That's correct. So, again, and just so we're clear, I'm not saying entrepreneurs. That's different, right? I'm talking about these mega cap enterprises. So when I'm looking at a Microsoft, and I'm talk, let's just talk about AMD and NVIDIA, right? Yeah. Here's what you risk, right? When you are the number two in the space, not saying that you should not strive to be number one, right? That should be the goal. But what you risk is making a cru crucial mistake that now takes you out of that position, right? And so you try to make something and you rush. That's why I said timing is so important because they took their time. It took three months. They might have been working on a product before they said, all right, here it is to the public. What could happen is that they put something out, they rush it, it goes bad. Now, forget number, you're not even in the top two in the sector. You might fall out of the top yeah. five in the sector, right? So when we're talking about number, if you're in the top two, that means that you could be number one. You're safety, yeah. you're, Right, you're, you, safety. you've elevated yourself from the rest of the pack. At yeah. the highest levels of the world, they're not happy with being number two. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're a local entrepreneur or China, who's number two, who who's wants to be number you, one. You arguably. Or, 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 arguably. Or, or yeah. I, like I read Steve Jobs' book. I understand how he yeah. felt about Microsoft. He he, he was he very vocal about Microsoft. So yeah. don't ever think that some just because a company is a trillion-dollar company yeah. or somebody's a billionaire, that they're comfortable like at the highest level they they fighting harder than anybody yeah. to become number one. Yep. Everybody wants to be number one. And yeah. AMD was a darling for such a long time. Uh, 2018, I think their stock was at 27 bucks. 
and they were the darling mm-hmm. tech stock to invest in, and now Nvidia passed them. They're going to jockey back, same way with yeah, Kobe and LeBron. Right. And, they've been in the yeah. peak position before. Yeah, right. And they want to get back there, or they could be Intel. AMD had never. Been no, what there. I'm saying is right. You make that mistake. Oh yeah. Intel got so comfortable, and there's a whole bunch of those companies that have just historically gotten comfortable with their gains. Um, going back to the complacency thing, because like if you start to slide down that leaderboard, as right. people end up passing you up, and you can't always get that fire back from the retail side or the hedge fund side to want. And also, if the products aren't good, like have any of us in here used the Intel product the last five years? Silencio. These are my thoughts, my views. <laughs> so, so that's why EYL Market Mondays number one. Numero uno. And that's and that's difficult. If I've made you money, please put yes in chat. And that's difficult to handle. Yes. And um, I'm sure a lot of people want the spot, but they their work the their work is weeks. stepped on. But they've got to be okay with being number two. Thirty got to be okay. Right? You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. You just made my point. Hey, Mike, what you think? And I'm not saying they shouldn't strive to be number one. But some shit is just, it is what it is. All information is not quick, trade equal. <laughs> Listen, get rich off your own information first before everybody try and go teach. That's a fact. How about that? Yes. Let's try that one. Um, <laughs> you want to slide to to an argument of one and two? He's just been sliding. <laughs> 20 <minutes>. Slide. Damn. <laughs> Von Bilal over here. <laughs> uh, Chi-chi slide. <laughs> So we doing Michael. Let's talk about Mike, man. Michael Let's talk Jordan, about Mike. Michael Jeffrey, Billy Goat, man. The Billy Goat when Strikes it comes again. to so many different things, man. You know, has done so much as far as culture, sports, business. Um, you know, just an iconic person all the way around. So mm-hmm. he uh, purchased the Charlotte Bobcats. Yes. Um, at the time, they were Two, called the Charlotte Bobcats. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yep. Um, and they were called the Charlotte Bobcats because Rob Johnson. Um, Bob Johnson, owner, former owner of BT, yep. um, who shot the Tyler Perry. He just purchased BT. That's amazing. Um, he he named the team, and then they renamed it to the Charlotte Hornets. Well, they named it because after him. That's right? what I'm saying. His yeah. name his name is Bob. Yeah, yeah. Bob so Johnson. he named it the Bobcats, yeah. and then you know <laughs> they bought it. They, they changed it to the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Hornets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which was an existing franchise in New Orleans, but originally yeah. started in Charlotte. Yep. And uh, it hasn't really worked out. They haven't really been too good um, at all. They had a few good years, but Kimba was there. But. Kimba, uh, the early years with Gerald Wallace and Steven Jackson, they made the yeah. playoffs, but it's, it's been downhill. It's a great investment for him, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But so he brought the team for 180 and sold it sold for $3 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, he doesn't get all $3 because he wasn't the only owner in right. it, um, but he was majority owner. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to walk away with a nice paycheck. Yeah, so uh, just, just really quick so people understand that. He bought 65%. Uh, majority stake from Bob Johnson in 2010, right? So that was the $180 million investment. Now the reports are saying that it's sold for $3 billion. Yeah. So, right, he doesn't get $3 billion, right? He owns 65% of that. But then in 2019, he also sold shares of it. Yeah. So it, let's say it got diluted down to 60%. Even with this sale, he's still going to be a minority owner. Owner, it's, yeah. It's not a, yeah, he just gave up his majority yeah. stake. So let's say he sold 50% of it. Let's say he kept a 10% stake. Ten percent. Uh, so that means he has a he let go of forty percent of his ownership. Forty percent of three billion is still one point two. That's a hell of a win. That's that's one point two. Fourteen, like you were talking about, like not in a major city, and to get this kind of return in a few years. I mean, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but Gabe 
Uh, kudos to him. Uh, Plotkin, he's a huge venture capital guy. Uh, but also, like, J. Cole ends up being a minority that's, owner. That's, that's a dope part of and it, too. And I was like, this is amazing. That's a dope part. Like, Charlotte, congrats to him. A North Carolina guy. But that's a $180 million investment in 2010 is now worth $1.2 billion in yeah. 2023. The power of long-term holding. <laughs> that's God. the only thing I thought. is like the longer you hold any asset class, the higher the yield is going to be, especially when you factor in inflation. Like, imagine if you would have owned part of the Lakers, what the exit would have been. But then also, we live in a world where everything goes up. Mm -hmm. So you have one-bedroom apartment in Manhattan selling for $1.3 million. Crazy. Like You know what I mean? So it's like, buy real estate is going to go up. Buy good stocks is going to go up. Yep. Buy a sports franchise is going to go, go up. Buy something that has value and is, is going to go up. And, um, you know, some things go up higher than others. Um, but that's just... You know, in the simplest sixth grade explanation, absolutely buy good investments over the course of time, hold them, and you will be able to sell at a profit. Yeah, yeah. and there's a difference between the investment and the performance of the team, right? Because people look like they've never been good. What yeah. people going to the games? But what people watching the NBA? Yeah, were the TV rights deals going up yeah, during that TV time? Rights, right. So when when they talk about profit sharing, that goes to all the teams, right? Yeah. And we're talking about licensing deals. Anytime, you know, Jordan's involved with something, I mean, you, alone, his name alone is strong. It but brings value. This is this is one of those those times where it's like, wow. But then also, this goes back to the real estate situation where your, your neighborhood is more important than the actual house a lot of times. Mm. Because, like, you can have the best house, but if it's in a bad neighborhood, yeah. the appreciation is not going to be that much. You can have a, a decent home and never really do anything to it, but if it's in a great neighborhood, then that house is just valuable just because, like, the worst home in Beverly Hills costs more more than the best home in a middle class neighborhood. Yeah. Even if it's not even a good home, because yeah. where it's at, mm -hmm. somebody will just tear it, tear it down just for the land. That's true. So it's like the same thing with the NBA. Like it doesn't matter NBA, NFL, whatever. I'm tired of lifting. Um, yeah, just because you're in a league that has such value and mm -hmm. is going up over the course of time. You can have the worst team. Yeah. Your team is still valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's why the Knicks are the number two most valuable team. They haven't Which won. Which is insane to me. Because where are they located? Where do they play? Yeah. They play in the middle of Manhattan. They play in New York City. I mean, it's primarily. And, you know, Madison Square Garden, he, he owns Madison Square like, Garden. What would, what would he get for it? I mean, if, if Charlotte sold for $3 billion, and I think they, the number one evaluated team right now is Golden State, and that's because of the recent history yeah. of winning is at, like, I think $7 billion or six, maybe $6 billion. I mean, Five if they ever, for, for New York, for the Knicks, it's, I'm thinking we're going double digits. I think we're going double digits. It's got to be over 10. The time has come, ladies and gentlemen. InvestFest, that's right. That's right. InvestFest 2023 is here. August 25th, 26th, and 27th in Atlanta, Georgia. We are taking it to a new level. Bigger than ever. This year, we're going to do 20,000 people in Atlanta, Georgia. I want you to do yourself a favor. Head over to InvestFest.com right now. We will have activations from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Three days, musical performances, billionaires. Everything is going to be a completely life-changing experience. Vendor Marketplace, Food Truck Village, you know how we do. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over now. Today? Yeah. Over 10. Wow. For a sale. Okay. The Sun sold last season for $4 billion. That's a good point. So, um, right, Lakers. You put, you put a couple franchises in there. Lakers would be up there. Knicks, Celtics, maybe. 
Uh, definitely the Lakers and, and the Knicks. I think double digit billion valuation. And the reason why we're talking about this, it's really important to know the evaluation of everything. Like first time I went to F one, I now been watching the races. Yeah. There are some money. And those, I'm like, wait, the car costs how much? To, and the pit crew, certain amount of millions. Like, I I was playing uh, Hitman with Xander, like, last year. That was the first time I ever knew about F1. Yeah. So to, to then go and see the business behind it. Like, once you understand the valuations of these teams now, they're looking to hold for the same yeah. 10, and, 30 year cycle. It's the run. reason why you, you, you see people fighting to get an NBA team in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's the reason why you see somebody trying to bring a franchise back to Seattle. Yes. Like Stan Hankey who just won a championship with the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. That's great, but that's his NBA team. You know who his NFL team is? The LA Rams, right? Yeah. He won a Super Bowl with them yeah, yeah. a couple years ago. A hell of a he just won an NBA championship, right, in uh, Denver. And now he's looking at, like, what other sports league. He owns the Colorado uh, Avalanche. Okay. They've won a Stanley Cup over the past 10 years. And so he's, he's taking – he's he just not looking at it like, wait, I'm, I have a franchise in Denver. Let me stay in Denver. He's looking at it like, where's the best place for me to own for a franchise? So now his next thing they're saying is like he's looking to bring football back to San Diego or bring an NBA team to San Diego. Incredible. A great sports town that lost the Chargers. Yeah. Right. They, they haven't had uh, a professional basketball team maybe ever. And so they're looking at these cities. Seattle's another city that has had basketball history. How do we get it back? And so now having franchises in different cities and different sports. This is bigger than just like, hey, I'm a fan of the team. No, this is a business transaction. Yeah, huge business behind that. And these same people that are investing and owning these teams, homework assignment number two, go do some research on them to see what their investment philosophy is. Because if he was able to win titles in multiple sports, there's a philosophy that he has on ownership and turning the team around. Please go study that to help you in your investment journey so you can uh, print more gains in the market. But James Dolan, he's probably one of the, the, the best in business that we've ever seen because the Knicks, the Rangers, but Madison Square Garden. Yeah, absolutely. He owns Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So, I mean, you can say what you want about him, but... My commentary is only the Knicks. Not no, no, I'm just saying, but a lot of people, you know, they a lot of people don't like James Dolan. True. But I'm just saying, Madison Square Garden, can you even put a price tag on that? The world's most famous arena. It's right? Huh? Yep. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it is. But I'm just saying, like, if you just had, like, you know, it's like... Madison Square Garden is such an iconic That's venue. Like it's, yeah. He's making money when the Knicks don't play, and he's making money when the Rangers don't play, yeah. because when they're not playing, there's a concert in there. I couldn't get into that Hairstyles concert to <laughs> save my he's life. A, he's the <laughs> CEO of, of MSG. Yeah, He's the owner of the Knicks, the owner of the Rangers. Rangers yeah. Um. So, he, yeah, I mean, he could do nothing else for the rest of his life and just, good. Yeah. And just be super good just off of that. Alone, that that yeah. one building, just that one building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he got everything. Even inside of that building, that structure, you got yeah. Penn Station. That's so that, that that translates into another mm -hmm. vertical, right? It's it's a like you said, it's publicly traded. I don't even think people really know that, but yeah, yeah it's publicly traded. So he's gonna make money regardless, which is kind of why people detest him because it's like he doesn't. If they win or not, it doesn't don't really matter. matter. Yeah, <laughs> like, it really doesn't matter. For Knicks fans, I know it sucks, and shout out to all the Knicks fans, but yeah. he's gonna make money regardless. Yeah. Is there any companies outside of that nine or 13 in S&P that you're looking at that, that you think could rise over the next couple months or is just really like the nine that you're focused on? And it was a sidebar question. Sidebar? Yeah. I, I know the geopolitical situation with Taiwan Semiconductor, mm -hmm. but I just still like them. Yeah. I just, it's just one of my, those companies that when I look at, um, from a standpoint of how can I get into AI? Yeah. If AMD leads, 
or if NVIDIA leads, that's yeah. great. Yeah. But somebody still got to make those chips with them. Yeah. They do not make chips. Yeah. Right? So If they didn't have that <laughs> geopolitical issue, they would be number one. Right? Like, so that, yeah. I mean, out of the top nine, that's, and I, I text shot the other day, like, that's my next, I mean, I did it, but that was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going back yeah. um, into TSM. I had some shares, sold some shares, I had some calls, I go to calls. But just looking at the way that AI is playing out, and I, t- I told you from day one, like, if that's the way, those two are leading, yeah. who's making it for them? Yeah. And then who helps make the chips for TSM, right? So when I look at ASML, I'm like, okay, I get this whole, all right, I'm looking, I'm looking at that. TSM is, is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Let's get into the biggest mistake you've made in investing and trading in 2023. Uh, for me, that's two. Well, in, in trading, I would say not putting on enough size and then not always structuring a trading portfolio. So, like, a lot of times. <laughs> Todd just pu- try to pause you just now. TV time. <laughs> okay. Uh, on investing, <laughs> on, on to the next one. Jay Z, Swiss Beat. Shout out to Swiss. Check out the interview that they did with Swiss. <laughs> Never mind. Thank you. TV time. <laughs> this is the need for a great partnership and good counsel, right? My biggest uh, investing Yo. mistake, though, definitely is not. Um, even this year, I would say I haven't put enough money into the market when I should have a, like certain, like I've put a lot in, but I probably should have put like 60, 70% of all money that came into the business into, I did the calculation the other day. I was like, damn, I could have bought a few buildings, maybe not in New York, but <laughs> we hawking or something. I could have grabbed a few buildings. So knowing like what um, percentage of revenue to put into your investments, um, I should have did 60 to 70%. I was around to like 30 or 35%. So that was my biggest mistake of 2023. And when we have like a, a pullback towards the end of this year or next year, I'll, I'll be correcting that. Thank you, Ty. I appreciate that. The good counsel is important. I was about to go crazy. Too. You knew it, right? <laughs> uh, do I, have a, I think my biggest mistake, and I'm sure people have made this, and it's okay if you have, is letting a, a stock or a call weigh down your portfolio. Got you. Um, and so I had Square. We spoke about Square a bunch of times. Yeah. Had a call in it and it didn't work. It, just yeah. did, it, it didn't pan out the way that you know I had anticipated, and I never sold it. Yeah, I just it just was weighing down my portfolio. It's it's tough. Like you, even when you have great days, you see a lot of green, but just that red, be blaring. It's, out. it's, it's just there. Yeah, like so, like from a psychological standpoint, it's like, yo, damn. Why not just let it go? Just let yeah. it go. Um, so I think over like maybe two or three weeks ago, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna let go of this yeah. uh, out the portfolio. And let everything else just be positive. Yeah. And it's just one of those things from a psychological standpoint. When you go in, it, does make it, a huge it makes a difference, right? You, rather than having it weighed down, it's like, yeah, what are the the, the chances that it rebounds to this level, right? Like if yeah. it if it dropped a hundred percent, it's going to take two hundred to get back. Yeah, is yeah. that likely? Probably and not. Three hundred percent for your confidence to be back where <laughs> right. it was too. So yeah. sometimes just saying, all right, at that point, I didn't have a stop loss on it. All right, well, you didn't have a stop loss, but you are, are watching it just beat up the portfolio a little yeah. bit more than you'd like, let it go. Yeah. And so, you know, doing that, not letting something uh, weigh down your portfolio is probably the biggest mistake I made. Yeah. Rashad, what about you? Um, yeah, I put the same thing as you probably. Yeah. Just put more money in, especially at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of great buying opportunities for sure. Yeah. So, definitely. Um. Okay, moving along. Are bonds almost safe to buy? <sighs> yes, but I still wouldn't touch them. Like, there's something... 
you know, like when the collapse was happening in 2008 and no one was really saying what was going on, there is something going on in the bond market, which is bonds are supposed to be the safest investment ever. The bonds have not recovered from 2020 tops yet, like those drops that they've had. So technically, we are at a technical level where it should be safe to buy, but I don't hear Drucker Miller, Buffett, like Soros, I don't hear anyone saying that they're starting to deploy capital in the bond market. Um, I trade the bond market, so like I always have some moves there, but to hold it long term, no. And I think for the first time in history, someone just like how we have to have a conversation about VCs and the roles that they're playing in uh, some of these booming bus cycles, we're going to have to have honest conversations on if we have to stop allocating to the bond market for the long term. Mm-hmm. It's getting really like if I came to you in 2015 and said, hey, man, the bond market is going to blow up. You will look at me like, who the hell is this dude and where you get him from? Bonds have been underwater longer for this period than I think that they have any, maybe in the last 30 or 40 years. And no one is saying why. It's like the house is on fire and everyone's like, just ignore it. It's fine. Come in the house, have dinner. We're going to chill, watch Netflix. Check out the new Black Mirror. The first episode is really interesting. Netflix and chill. Yeah. Season six. <laughs> Are you still watching? (laughs) Um, But I think it's really fascinating that no one has said anything. And I think I'm not going to say we're in the midst of a bond collapse, but I am having some concern there. Um, Let's talk about this. This is a big one. Eli Lilly. My baby. Has reached all time high on Thursday. Yes. Right, and you've spoken about Eli Lilly a lot. Love her. As far as the healthcare industry, and we've spoken about healthcare industry and why that's important to invest in, along with technology. Um, so Eli Lilly, I think people understand that that's that's probably something that should be on their radar. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are two other companies in the healthcare space that you believe can be rock star stocks for the next decade? Um, I really like. United Healthcare. Oh, that's crazy. See? I wrote that down. Saying, I wrote that down. Come on, you know. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, and Stryker. Okay. So, see? See, me I and Shotty on the leather jacket vibe, oh, right? Man. Me and Trey on the United Healthcare right. and Stryker vibe. I'll give a different one then. Um, but if the answer is right, this, this is a great thing. Like, if a great investment is great and we think the same, we're on the right path. Like, I love when, like, after three or four months, like, a bigger analyst will come out and say, hey, like, I love NVIDIA as well. It just kind of confirms. But if I'm looking as like a holy trinity, I would do United Healthcare, Stryker, and Eli Lilly as the lead. For those of you who don't know, if you've ever been to a hospital, if, if you've ever been checked in, the bed that you lay on is a Stryker bed. They mm-hmm. have a monopoly on beds in most hospitals. So um, them, United Healthcare, and Eli Lilly, although they're legacy plays, I think they'll get bigger as obesity crisis get worse, our health uh, pandemic uh, becomes worse in other areas. I think they'll be the the benefiters of that. Yeah, that United Healthcare is, is interesting. So when we're looking at I, the word rock star was there, so I'm like, well, that's more like a Bon Jovi type rock star, right? True. It's just been here for a long, for time, a long time, and it's going to be it. But uh, one that I, I found interesting was, uh, and most people probably don't think about it, but visit it all the time. CVS. Okay. Because if we talk yeah. about market cap, it's probably not in the top five. But if we talk about revenue from the healthcare space, Got you. it's number one. Right. Really? It, yeah. And so when we a store worth, and it's one of those things like interesting. Okay, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so when you look and you think about the landscape from the real estate standpoint, I mean, which neighborhood doesn't have a CVS? Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, but they just become part of your everyday life. And you don't think of it, but 
they bring in so much revenue from the healthcare business, whether it's from prescription or, or you know, having pharmacies inside of the side of the stores, which was a, was a great plan. Um, yeah. Localizing medicine, right? Because now if I go to the doctor, they can send it to my local CVS. I can pick it up or it could be delivered to my home. It's a great revenue model. The only thing that concerns me is when Amazon comes into the space. <laughs> which, That's the big, which was which, one of your stock picks of the year. Yeah, yeah. That that concerns me a little bit um, in the healthcare yeah. space. So I guess it would be like double full, right? It would be CVS if we're just talking inside of healthcare. But if we count Amazon, yeah, I think that's the rock star because if we're yeah. talking about the infrastructure to have uh, things brought to your home, they already have the address. Yeah, You're probably already a Prime member. Yeah. Imagine if that gets put together where it's like I left the doctor's office you and- You about CVS? <sighs> Not right now. Got gotcha. you. Not right now, but- that is a concern, right? Yeah. Because they can give you directly to your home. We, we don't have to have the pharmacy anymore. It goes yeah. directly from Amazon to your home. Um, and that might be a two-hour delivery. So that's concerning. But I, I think CVS is one of those people should watch. Amazon went from 85 this year to 125. It's a nice run. Whew. That is a nice run. Shy, you have uh, any healthcare companies that's on the horizon? Apple. Top healthcare company. You know, Love the Jackie game. 20 years for sure yeah for sure yeah. apple will be a major player in the tech space yeah but in the healthcare space but that um i think you have to look at um technology companies when it comes to healthcare as well so all of the chip companies will benefit from this absolutely for sure um, when you talk about blockchain technology, shout out to all the crypto enthusiasts. Y'all be all right. Hey, boom, man. Yo, yo, Jesus. Crypto now don't want to come save us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. advocate. But oh, I look God. at the healthcare industry a little differently. Like, of course, like the healthcare providers, yes, yeah, very important for yeah. sure. But I'm more excited about the technology that's going to um, change healthcare. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, AI. I was actually talking to, so I sat next to a dentist on a plane. Okay. And um, I was asking him about AI. Mm -hmm. And I said, how do you feel about AI? His response kind of was surprising. He, Because um, I would think he would be like, well, it's never going to be able to replace a dentist because he's a dentist. Yeah. And he was like, the human aspect of dentistry is still going to be needed as far as to have a conversation with a patient to, you know, kind of, use your judgment yeah. per se. He said, that's still needed. Yeah. He said, but as far as oral surgery, he said, we, we're using robots right now. Mm. It's more efficient. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. It's more precise. Safer. It's yeah. safer. Um, and it's going to be cheaper yeah. for the long haul. So, and then I spoke to a, a doctor yesterday and asked about it. Her response wasn't as enthusiastic about it, mm -hmm. but I feel when you talk about artificial intelligence, this goes back to the AI thing. Yeah. Healthcare is going to be one of the biggest industries impacted by artificial intelligence, yeah. robots, different things of that nature. Because think about how much money is spent on medical malpractice. Yes. Billions of dollars from surgeons making just bad mistakes or, you know, you or might being just, overworked. Yeah, overworked, yeah. tired. You might have a twitch in your hand and yeah. cut somebody's artery open. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where a robot can just go in, put something in you, yeah. like, you know, take something out very small precision don't have to cut you yeah. wide open yeah. so i feel like the the technology companies and especially the ones that you know focus on um enhancing the mm. medical field mm. which we'll still have to see um we'll still have to see but research 
because these are the companies that will probably benefit the most in the, in the healthcare yeah. space for over the next 20 years. Yeah. So that's my theory on it. You went with the 20-year plan. I love it. <laughs> I mean, just like we had globalization yeah. of economies, yeah, we kind of look at like the same thing in the tech sector. Everyone's crossing over. Like there isn't clear-cut sectors anymore. Um, and that goes back to not wanting to be number two. Like you have to find ways to innovate to then be – like even for me, I just wanted to invest – like, if I got the best returns, I get the hedge fund, da-da-da. Todd's like, better get your ass in front of that camera. More people need to know you. So, like, you learn to add things to your bag of tricks to be able to uh, grab market share, and every company on earth is doing it. I am really interested to see if Tesla enters that medical services or, like, ambulance space in a few years and what tech mm. they'll have on there on board as well. Like, Elon, if he can stay focused like this his next four years, He's going to put pressure on a lot of companies. And he looks at peace. That's another thing I look at. Like, most CEOs that I love, Tim Cook's never rattled. Like, Elon was looking rattled for it because he has so much on his plate. He looks at peace right now. And then we all know, like, when you have, like, a peaceful state and you can just think clearly, man, the world is up for grabs at that point. What is, what's the best advice that you received from a guest on the show? Um... Mark Cuban, when he was on, go watch the episode like four times. It's two people, Bonowin and Mark Cuban. So Mark Cuban, uh, when he talked about investing in the Russell 2000, having a few tech stocks and hedging with futures, that's when I was like, I got it. I got the game. Um, but secondly, Bonowin, when he was telling to use the VIX and divide it by, put it in chat by a certain number to know what the percentage move is going to be on the S&P 500, I was like, that boy is different. Because he technically gave a hedge fund level strategy to us as retail investors that I don't even know if we were supposed to have. So that was most impactful for me. And from that, I started cutting that number in half to determine what my stop loss should be so I'm not being whipped out early. So like, uh, that was like reasonable doubt to me when he dropped that bar. I was like, oh my God. Bottom, you got to come back on. You need to come mark him on his live. Ghana, Chicago. It's long overdue. You know I love you. Please come back. We need your genius again. Been a but, but those are the two. What about you guys? Uh, advice. I, I would say one of the most impactful segments was uh, Spiderman was up there, but probably Steve Leesman. Shout out to Steve. You know, like I'm, yeah. I watch him every day. Yeah. And then to have him break down the economy the way he did. So it's effortless. It was like <laughs> watching, like again, watching genius speak, but then um, the yields and, and, yeah. and breaking down the, the two-year, the five-year, the 10-year, the 30-year. Yeah. Like, cause that can get confusing. I remember shout out to Mike B and happy happy birthday, happy to birthday, my, happy birthday yeah, to Mike. He came over to my house uh, the other day, and I was watching CMC. He's like, "One day you got to explain to me what this means." He's yeah. like, I, "I just see numbers." Yeah. And um, I try. I was starting to teach him about the yields yeah. and what that means, and you know, having uh, a higher percentage uh, at the two year is not what we really want, and mm -hmm. you know, you want, and um, it made me think back to Steve Leesman's episode yeah. and even talking to him. Like we spoke to him for 40 yeah, minutes before yeah. he came on the show, but it was just like, that was so impactful. Cause it was like, ah, sometimes you watch somebody teach something. You're like, Oh, that's how I can simplify it for people. Yeah. Um, and that was one of those for me. Yeah.
What so about you? Mine's was so Tyler Perry. It's not Market Mondays, but yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Tyler Perry at at Invest Fest. Oh, he went crazy. So the yeah. thing about the Tyler Perry speech is that it, it was never put on UK, YouTube and it never will because some things Smart. you just have to be able to experience in person. person. It's like you know a magic trick doesn't feel the same if you're not actually in the room to see yeah, it. Yeah. So in this age of just everything digital. Some there's still nostalgic for some things that you only you had to be there. You had to be there. You had to be there. Like that's it. Like you just yeah. had to. Some things are just legend, and yeah. that's why you should get your tickets to Invest Fest because you never know what can happen. Um, Segway, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna I'm play it. I'm gonna play it. Hopefully, you can catch the audio. I'm I'm gonna actually play it. I had one or two choices. I could focus on the people and the success and the people who loved it. Or I could focus on the naysayers who hate her and haters who don't really give a damn to, anyway. You know, right? They, they, they're not, they're not there to support or to champion. They're there to be what they are, haters and noisemakers, right? But what is most important, and I want you to hear me in this, I had a goal. And if your eyes are up there on a goal, like right now, I'm looking up at the top of the ceiling there. I don't see what's going on down here because my focus is there. And when you have noise and naysayers and people, and I've had a lot, I'm sure you have too, who are telling you what you can't do, or it's not going to work, or you should be better, or you should do this, or you should do that. And the goal is to get to a place where you are financially stable, where you can open a studio, where you can hire all of these people. If I, if I had taken my eye off of that for one minute to stop to argue with this person or stop to defend myself with this person or stop to, none of that, none of that was something I was willing to do. Because in order to take my eyes off it, I would miss something and have a wreck. It's like driving a car, 80 miles an hour. You're looking down at your cell phone, you're gonna run into something. Keep your eye on where you're going. Let people say what they want, that's okay. You don't have to answer to everything. And let me tell you something, the hardest thing to do when you have success is to keep your mouth shut when people are saying all kinds of BS about you. That's the hardest thing to do, because I'm a, from, I was about to say the N-word, but I'm a guy from the, <laughs> from the third ward in New Orleans, and I can scrap with the best of them, but, but to keep my eyes and my mind and my focus on what God has for me has always been the goal. And I promise you, the very ones that were saying all of those things have come back around to say something else. Got to be patient. Got to be patient. And I had to go on stage after this. <laughs> so they delivered a classic, didn't I? That, 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 that's powerful. That's a fact. So I got that's a question for you now, right? Because that takes growth. And so my mind, like, you always like, yo, Troy, why are you always so happy? I'm like, yo, literally, this is how, this is yeah. exactly how I vision. Like, I, can't, I do not pay attention to any of it. Yeah. Sometimes it has to be brought to my attention. So... How do you grow to that point? Because I know sometimes, like, we have conversations and you're like, nah, I'm about to strike. We got to strike back. Maybe I got to hit back. And we always like, oh, it's not. let's take the higher road. But is there a growth like, or a maturation that gets you to that point? Now you got to stay focused. Um, it's 48 laws of power. And um, you, you do um, destroy completely. Yeah. But it's in due time. Mm -hmm. um, and you kill an ant with a sledgehammer. But that, that, that might happen tomorrow or it might happen in five years. Yeah. But it will happen. Charlemagne said that it kind of pairs with that. You can either focus on the industry or the people. Like, my thing has always been focused on the people. Trust me, it would be some days where it's tough not to say nothing back. But also, like, Todd tell me, he like, yo, just whatever they say and take it as feedback and pivot. Use your Tai Chi. And that's what even, like, with Sniper. Somebody was saying, oh, you don't give enough. I'm like, okay, let me give Sniper away for free. Cool. Like, just and the help the people. The, the truth never has to be defended. 
that's one thing I learned. Like the truth never has to be defended. Um, the real is always going to prevail. And, you know, some people could be misguided by false information or, you know, propaganda, different things of that nature. But if I lost you, I never had you to begin with. Shout and, out to all my exes. <laughs> Shout out to my current head, baby. I appreciate you. <laughs> and, um, and, and, yeah, you know, the, the, the truth the truth is not something that... Um, the boy funny. The, the truth is not something that has to be really be defended. So that's what Tyler, I think that's he, that's what he was saying. Like, you yeah. know, the hardest thing to do is keep your mouth shut when you, yeah, you yeah. want to kind of go back and defend. And he showed it. Like, from that moment, because I was asking you after, I'm like, what is he working on? He was like, I don't know. Then he buys BET. Yeah. It's like, that's it's, huge. But he also said it's not the easiest thing to do. I know. And I know, so I know y'all. Yeah, right? yeah. So I know it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, and so that's why I'm interested in, like, because some people look like, nah, I got to, I got to, like, it was there a moment or was it's it just, a it's, it's about having discipline. Yeah. Like I said, there, there are times to to strike. Yeah. It's like war. It's like war. Like you just don't, you know, go out and just do a kamikaze mission. That's not the best way to go about yeah. it. You don't get yourself hurt and other people that's around you hurt as well mm -hmm. and just cause a lot of unnecessary friction. But, you know, you sit back in the cut and, and you see, you know, when the time is right yeah. to, you know, address certain things or strike or do different things. But ultimately, like, you know, it's just like I just keep getting bigger and bigger and just Shout growing. Shout to like, and that go count. Like him, like you know, people people was mm -hmm. criticizing him about the movies he was making and you know the Chitlin Circuit and all that. He just like I'm just going to do this. I'm going to get the studio. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get this. Keep now going. now I got BT. Now I got VH1. Like and they still spending time talking about him and he going to be up ten billion by by the time it's over and yeah. they still going to be in the basement still you know making videos about him and talking about him. So yeah. yeah. Oh, in, in this case, who's the loser? Earners, what's going on? Listen, EYLU is relaunching, revamping, retooling. That's right, we're creating a new educational experience that's more expansive. Shari, tell me what we got. Yes, 2023. We got a lot in store, a lot planned for you guys. So you know that EYLU already includes monthly financial planning calls with me, book club calls with Troy, real estate calls with MG, the mortgage guy, access to the home buying blueprint, volume one and volume two. Part of the revamp will include 27 local chapters from across the United States, live interactive teaching, hands-on, not just pre-recorded videos, plus 15 brand new curriculums. The biggest just got bigger. Head over to EYLUniversity.com. That's E-Y-L-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. See you there. Yeah. And, and what we feed is, is is key. I've learned too, like if we give attention to the negativity, the negativity grows. But if we focus on those who are actually like putting in the work and getting the results, we grow more of that community too. But it was inspiring to hear that talk because I was backstage listening. I'm like, damn, I gotta go on after this. <laughs> like, wait, what? Even Steve, Steve preaches sermon as well. But even yeah. using all that as motivation to see how focused Steve. I was watching Celebrity uh, Family Feud before I was on the flight, and I'm like. Man, he is like really killing, like in all areas of life. Yeah, and to see him, Tyler, Jay, even LeBron, the post on Instagram, he been in Europe. I mean, Jay said it in in '96 when he was like, "If you shoot me, you're famous. If I shoot you, I'm brainless. What's the nigga to do?" Um, and that's yeah. what that's what Steve Harvey was like. You know, he was like Tyler Perry told him, like, you know, if they talk about you, like, if you, it's just chatter on the internet. Yeah, if you respond, it's a it's a front page headline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the difference. Like people want you to just say their name, so 
they can actually have some level of that's like Jay said they know I that, had to learn that that's too. the only way we ever going to speak yeah, yeah Ty was like yo you know they're using you for a rollout right yeah. but I was it, like it, really it's <laughs> the yo I'm about to dial what the fuck's 50 cent yeah until it's like oh that's 50 cent yeah Right, like, had he not made that line, who knows what happens? Well, I said, so, like, <laughs> he ends up like, yo, having a meeting, yo. I hope y'all have y'all shit together because he's on the way. Coming. That's on the way. Yeah, like, and that was a guy that you spoke about. So yeah. it, it's it's like a it's a it's a line that it is tough to like cross or tread on because you don't want to do that, right? You yeah. want to make focus on the people that focus on you, and we hear all that. But it does take patience, and I guess like yeah, you said, it does, it does take, take discipline to say, all right, stay focused, right? Like. I'm looking at the top of the ceiling. I don't know what's going down on the floor. Notice for Apple, like when going back to Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs hated Microsoft and Bill and they had a tumultuous relationship. Like, but now notice that Apple is an elite. They never say anything disparaging about anybody else publicly. Yeah. Don't respond to Bavon. <laughs> Ty, can I give him my portfolio now? <laughs> That's a fact, man. We going to Chicago, so don't say nothing else. About <laughs> I, I, I know they be trolling me. No, no. <laughs> no. Shout out to everybody in Chicago, all sides of town. I love y'all. Shout out to the Midwest, Gary. Yeah. Calumet City, East Chicago, where I'm from. I appreciate you. Yeah, if you're tuning in, October 22nd, we will be in Chicago. Market Mondays Live in Chicago, October 22nd. Headed to Town. Yes. yes. All right, before we wrap this thing, uh, it's a holiday, ladies and gentlemen. What do you expect? Come on. We're in London. Yes. You want us to go for three hours? The market's closed. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. Um, That's more time better or get the job done a certain amount of time. Exactly. Efficiency. Exactly, man. <laughs> Sheesh. Some of y'all need to go longer. You That's know what I'm a- saying? <laughs> hey, oh, hey. Pause. Hey. <laughs> TV time. Hey, up. yo. Flag on the play. Mike, do the censor thing over his face when he says that. <laughs> so what, how would you like to end the show? Dead or Alive segment, Microsoft? Uh, you know what, Ian? Let's do this. Because uh, we, we had to talk about this, and I was watching uh, the news. Uh, there are reports. Mm-hmm. That BlackRock has oh. filed an application for a Bitcoin ETF, which is interesting because yeah. I, this is the number one. What nine? They they manage nine trillion dollars yeah. in assets. Yep. So number one in the world in asset management. When we talk about them, we have to talk about Grayscale, who failed uh, failed their failed, attempt yeah. to have a Bitcoin ETF. We saw Vanek also fail mm-hmm. with their attempt to have an ETF. Why now for BlackRock, and, yeah. and what are your thoughts on it? It's well-timed. I think after this ruling and Gensler announced what is a currency, well, excuse me, what is a security and what isn't, I think it was well-timed a few days after that BlackRock says, hey, how about we launch an ETF? And I've always said I thought it was going to be a major hedge fund or major bank that comes in that tries to infiltrate crypto. Um, I'm still waiting to see who is that third dark horse outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum. And I think it may be JP Morgan partnering with somebody pretty soon. I haven't got any inside information on that. But it just feels like after we know what the rules are, and maybe through lobbying they help set some of those rules, now for the people who are looking for a legitimate way, quote-unquote, to invest in cryptocurrency, they'll provide the ETF Mm -hmm. via Bitcoin, and they'll probably get approved to do so. And I think in order... Like, in order to get people to not like something, you have to go on a mass campaign to demonize it. Then, as a result, later, a, a company will pick it up. It happened with 50. Mm-hmm. Like, Columbia didn't want 50 after they got shot. Jimmy and Dre were 
genius enough to pick him up and then launch him back into being like a, a superstar. And I think the same thing is being done here with, the, with this Bitcoin ETF. I just think it's all timing. Yeah. Knowing when to attack, when the market is down. They have a reputable brand. They aren't as vilified as JP Morgan. So people will accept it a little bit more freely opposed to if it was JP Morgan. I think it was well time, but I think yeah. this has been in the plan for years now. You talk about the SEC filings against Coinbase, uh, against Binance. The interesting part is that you can't, they can't technically own a Bitcoin, mm -hmm. right? And so what, what it says is that they're going to own the Bitcoins that are held in custody by Coinbase. Yeah. And so if you took, put those two together, right, they're going to own what's in custody by Coinbase, but the SEC is like suing, Tricky. Right, suing Coinbase and then yeah. you file. So... When I thought about it, I'm thinking like they must have seen the rulings in the other oh, few yeah. cases and said, this is where they went wrong. This is where they went wrong. Here's how we get this right. Yeah. Pioneers get arrows. There's a difference between innovation and being the first. A lot of times when a person tries to lead a space, they end up getting run over. They are like a laggard that moved fast enough to be able to take advantage of this cryptocurrency wave. And I think it'll, it'll probably shoot back up in another two or three years, but they will be... Uh, a, a benefactor from this as well. You think it passes? They have enough lobbying power. That's the only thing that makes a difference between Grayscale and Vanek. I'm like, they have the lobbying power to make this one happen. So I believe so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Two tech, two index, no stress. Hold for 10 years. We have to learn to speak less. That's a fact. Yes. More Troy Joy. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. Shout out to P. AB, I appreciate you. Shout out to my guy, Ty. Hey. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want to give my little shout-outs. That's a fact. Government contracting episode comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Jason White. Um, And get your tickets to InvestFest. Get on the waiting list for Ghana. Yeah. And get on the waiting list for Chicago. Yeah. And uh, Patty, <laughs> we are on our way to Paris. Yes. The last train to Paris. This is the last train to Paris. This is true. No, li like, literally. Fashion week. Um, Y'all know how you know i feel about the fashion so uh, how do you feel tell us responsibly about the drip go ahead huh. <laughs> <laughs> take us down legend in two games memory time in the drip journey oh man legend in two games um so you know I'll, I'll probably be posting a few videos joe button sorry in advance <laughs> but the captions will be very disrespectful it wasn't me. All my captions are generated through chat GPT. Yes, yes. Just so you know. AI yes. generated. So, yes. Corey, so, yes, I can't yes. confirm. Not Flip, not my God. Yeah. Flip, nah. I can't confirm. So it's not It's not me. It's not me saying these things. <laughs> it's uh, bitch. Yes, it is the chat GPT app version four. Yes. Um, you paid for that. Yes, $20 a month. $20 a month. They won't be going at Joe, will they? Please. Huh? They, they won't be going at Joe, will they? Who? The bot? Yeah, the bot. Oh, no, 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 no. Joe, that's my We guy. would never yeah, prompt yeah. it to do Shout that. Shout out to Joseph, you know. We just, <laughs> no. had, we just had some fun, you know. Yeah, that's my dog. We just had some fun, but. uh, That's the first stop. He's a good guy. That's the first stop on the trip journey. After after France, where you going? To be determined, but we will be in Italy. That's yes. a fact. Um, if you are in Milan or Lake Cuomo. Yes, that is us. Send us a DM. That is us. You know, a lot of times people run up in the street and they be like, Wait, what are y'all yeah, doing, doing here? That, that is us. Yeah, it's just yeah. us. It's us. That was and us. like my man Hoggy said, approach us calm because <laughs> you never know what can happen and would hate to have an altercation with a supporter, but you never know these days. 
So your energy been different. Yo. When I start blacking yo. out and put my leather yo, jacket back on, peace. I don't want to hear nothing. I'm in nine weeks. Yo, man, have your hands in front of you. Please, like, please, not, don't please, hands in the pocket. Please, please, please. We watch everything. There's people with it. Like, please, please. please. We Michael, make... what you think? We need a timeout. Nah, they not, if Mike was, it's not even a question. They're gonna be like, nah, he's we not messing with them. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah. once again, shout out to the good people of London. This is definitely one of our favorite cities. We get a lot of love every time we come. Tape London. Yes. That's the family. And thank you again for letting us use use the facility for a special episode of Market Mondays. And I think we'll be back next week as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to yeah, so shout out to that. Shout out to, to BD, our guy. Uh congratulations, congratulations on, on his wedding. And uh, we got some birthdays. We got uh shout out to Valencia. Our sister, uh, very influential in the journey of financial, like education, but making teaching a fun thing to do, uh, especially online and making it dope. She was vital in that. And uh, my sister-in-law, shout out to Alana, it's her birthday. And uh, you got any birthdays? Yeah, my guy Ty, birthday coming. I'm going to put out your date. Ty, I got happy you. birthday. I'm going to chill. We're going up. Yeah, we're going Ty. up, Ty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy birthday. With that cash app in there. Cash app. Me and I will send the money. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I will send the money. Making the bag. This is in the shoebox. <laughs> Yo, man! Yo, I sent that money. You, you get it? Shotty has it. Nah, nah. And also, all the spam comments um on YouTube. This not us asking if any. If you see a oh, page, yeah. that's, those are fake pages. They make a lot of fake pages. Uh, Facebook has been going crazy recently where people have been, they send DMs to people. It'd be like earn your leisure with like um, one extra in. Like it's very confusing or it'll be like an extra space. Yeah. So it looks like, you know, if you're just like looking at the naked eye, you're not really paying attention. It's like, hey, you start a conversation with somebody then it's like the next thing they ask you for $500. So don't get ripped off. Yeah. Um, that's not us yeah. in a DM. That's not us in the, in the comments. Um, you know, we try to do our best. As soon as we see a page, we, we report it, but it's difficult because once you report a page, a new page pops up. So yeah. uh, hopefully the platforms can do a better job, you know, policing it with AI. They should be able to, mm -hmm. um, but just be careful. Like I said, yeah. we, YouTube we, comments, that's not us in DMs or Instagram or Facebook or any other platform. And you and Telegram to send you Bitcoin. Listen, we, we have never, and we will never, and I'm going to speak for everybody here, we have never asked for money from anyone on the internet, nor will we. If we ever announce that there will be money that we're asking from, it'll probably have the word series in front of it. Mm -hmm. Just so you know. <laughs> Please, that's not us. That goes for everybody in the space. 19 Keys, I know he got like a million fake pages. Yeah, not him either. Ian, I'm sure he got a bunch of fake pages. So just be careful, man. Like I said, you know, sometimes you could just, you know, not even know what's going on and just think something's happening. But mm -hmm. that's not, that's not, that's a, that's a very, um, something that's happening a lot. And so just be careful. Yeah, not Final. us. Final homework assignment of the night. Outside of the nine companies in the NASDAQ 100 and S&P 500, which four do you think could lead over the next three or four years? There you go. All right, guys. Thank you for rocking with us. Tapping them all. We'll okay. see you next week. Love. Peace. Peace.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.